this. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Good afternoon, everybody. Um, out there on the airways, uh, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me, little old me. And thank you so much for actually looking for different perspectives while um, mainstream news wants to you know, talk shit about certain things. But that's not what we're here about to talk about. I'm just pissed about certain stuff that happened earlier. <laughs> Ebonique. Uh, Ebonique, is that how it's pronounced your name? I want to make sure I say your name right. <laughs> Okay, so we have Ebonique here, um, and she is a arts collector, um, but she budgets out art. I actually tell the audience what you actually do. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> um, so I I never know how to start, but I'm going to start how I'm just going to say. So. Yep. I when I started I was working in politics and mm-hmm. Trump got elected and I just was crying myself to sleep every night yeah. I was just really upset with everything mm-hmm. and my husband said get a hobby like all you do is politics so of course you you're you're not de-stressing and so I said okay I'm gonna make art appreciation my hobby I'm gonna spend five thousand a year to travel to art exhibits and museums and just like learn more and then um and blog about my experience so i was like writing i was i actually was youtubing about my experience because um i had like an old youtube this is now it's alongside of had an old youtube channel and it happened to have like a hundred thousand views and i just posted one video on on the channel and it had like a hundred thousand views and i and i was like oh i if i press monetize my channel is capable of being monetized because it was like so many. So I was like, right. I'm going to like go and you monetize my channel and like make little YouTube blogs about art. And so one of the blogs I was making, I saw this beautiful, uh, for, for reference, I saw this um, painting of this beautiful black woman painted mm. in like the 17th century by this Italian painter. And it was like a gorgeous painting. And when I click save, I saw that it was coming from like Christie's or Sotheby's site and it was $5,000, my exact budget. And I never thought mm. I could find art. Like you only read the headlines and you see like an Andy Warhol selling for 190 million, a Bastiat right. selling for 150 million. You don't think like, oh, my little budget could afford art. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. And then I put it in my cart and 
Sotheby's or Christie's had an additional fee of like twenty thousand dollars. So I couldn't. Oh buy my it. god! And I was like, but it made me think maybe I can afford fine art, but I just need to find someone to like research for me because I'm still working my job that was, you know, taking on my life. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just need to find somebody to research. And I learned about like art advisors, but the typical art advisor they take like a 10% commission. So if I had a $5,000 budget, unless they specialize in like how Europeans painted Africans, um, which there are some, they're they're not going to, for $5,000, they're not going to really be giving me the expertise that I want because they'd only be paid 500 bucks. So Mm -hmm. they wouldn't, you know, with $500, it's not enough time to, and money to scour the world appropriately for me to get my beautiful black women uh, paintings. So um, I said, well, what if I get a group of people? Like I hand out a group of people who like the same type of art and I hand them to an art advisor. But this was also very difficult for me as well. And then COVID-19 hit and my little sister was in Chicago and my parents were like, pick up your sister. She's in a hot spot. We don't want her at our house. You keep her because you're young and healthy and (laughs) you quarantine her. And so like I quarantined her and she just happens to be a computer science major winning awards for NFF, big scientific computer science things, obsessed with artificial intelligence. She just has like, she just happens to be brilliant in my sister. And when (laughs) I told her about my little problem, she was like, oh, you should just use artificial intelligence. That would solve all your problems. And I was like, that's so hard. Like, I don't think I can do it. And she was like, oh, my goodness, it's so easy. Let me show you how. <laughs> oh, wow. So your sister put you on to uh, tech um, and reaching out on arts, co- being an arts collector uh, through technology. So how did that go? What was the, the journey in that? It went amazing. Like, as soon as we got together, we built the app. So the app basically, it's a, like, as I said, I have, like, a really niche taste. And I before she came, I actually wrote, like, a book on art, or on how to do art collecting. And so basically, I took the book and made it an app. And so, like, to, for me, as an art collector is somebody who um, goes to museums, and, go, and goes to galleries. So it's art collector is not somebody who just like, oh, I like art one day, but they have some, some knowledge of the art world. And so the app gives you the foundation to learn about the art world. And while you're learning about the art world, the major, the major themes, the major categories of the art world, you're also learning about yourself. And so one thing I noticed um, is like a lot of people say, I like art, but they can't tell the difference between impressionism or expressionism, Baroque, Rococo, they don't know. And so like this app is a fun way for you to know and a fun way for you to learn about um, art. And it tells you um, what types of art you like. Like you might like, like your logo is red, green, and black. You might have a preference for red, green, and black. And the AI can tell you like, you know, mm-hmm. these. this is your color scheme preference. And mm-hmm. so we're about to launch um, 
a new feature where it goes even deeper into sort of telling you what you like um, than what what our current app has. And we're going to just, that's our goal, is to keep going deeper and deeper in, into, like, helping you as an individual, just like like our, our beta users during our first beta test that were like, oh, it's something I just do in the office or, like, in the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just a part of your life. That's, that's our goal is to have it be a part of your life and just something for you to do for fun. It's amazing how AI can do things like that. Um, I mean, like even the algorithms on Facebook, if you look up cats a lot, you're going to start seeing content about cats. Um, YouTube as well, too. Um, then that's just automatic. But, just, <laughs> but that's the thing that we go through. Like we're, we're both really big AI ethicists, um, mm-hmm. or like I'm a pretender, and she's probably you know trying to get become an actual person. But like, we both believe that just be like I hate Facebook and YouTube and all these all these things sometimes because they just they think you are who you are, you know? Right. They like they think because you like you like looking at cats that's who you know like they they try to make you as near as possible and not like not like think that I'm going to show you something different and it sort of like puts us in these silos. And so you end up, I feel like nowadays because of the way algorithms are trained, we end up being too divisive because we're all like placed into these silos where you only hear people hear from people who are similar to you and they only hear Mm -hmm. and the people who are different than you hear people who are similar to them. And so when you finally merge and meet, there's like you have totally different news that you listen to to like you're just too different to me and so like we're still building our algorithm now like right now it's just like completely random you just see images random but mm-hmm. one of the things that we're still we're trying to battle is not to make an algorithm that's a silo just because you say you like cats doesn't mean that we're not going to introduce you to um I don't know. So I don't want to just say dogs like the opposite, but you know, like <laughs> it doesn't mean that we're we're not going to introduce you to buildings, you know, and you're not going to be just siloed into like this is, you know, that's that's not how we want to build our algorithm. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine that somebody is so in love with cats that they can love dogs, but also I know people that are just strictly dog people and strictly cats people. Um, so it could be either or with that, but that's dope that you're literally taking your time to see, um, what is the best way to, uh, fit, uh, someone that is using your, uh, product to look for some kind of art that fits their personality. Um, I mean, it's, uh, you can imagine there's never a right or wrong answer. It's probably going to be ongoing. You know, do you, you might find something out while the app is going on 10 years later or something like that. It's like, Oh, why did we just do that? (laughs) Yeah, that's it's definitely how it is. Like today, we had uh, a minor controversy that I don't want to completely go into it, but it made us mm-hmm. think like um, we don't we didn't up we didn't like publish our publish our like ethical moral principles on our mm. on our website and like I got you ethically and morally what kind of art should be showcased um, on our app and like. I'm sure that document will be a living document. It won't be like, mm-hmm. you know, 
these are the rules today and that's final, but it will be like, hopefully, like, I think everyone's morals evolve um, Mm. to become better and stronger. And so like, Mm. you know, make, you know, and I guess building a company, like, I wish. uh, That was my cat. Sorry. Oh, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little booger. I don't know if anybody heard that. If guys, you heard that, that was my cat. She likes to knock things off the table. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I what is the what is the price range? So say if someone is making about thirty thousand dollars a year, um, are they able to afford anything on the app? We're not a marketplace. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we're just like a data tool for anyone. And so there are artists that sell their stuff as, um, we got a research grant from the illustrious Stanford university. And that's mm-hmm. what we were, te- one of the things we were testing was where we should be launching this like new great features soon, but they were, um, so there was an artist on our platform that wanted to sell their work for 50 bucks or somewhere between 50 and $100. Nice. But we knew nice. Um, that there were people on our platform that had a budget of $20,000 a year to spend on mm. art. So we know like if you buy this at 50 or $100, you can definitely probably flip it for even more. And so that's the kind of data that we intend to provide our users. It's just like, where you know, like you use spot, you don't buy music from Spotify, right? Um, you you go on Spotify to learn more about different music, but you buy it on your own time, and so like that's where we see ourselves as more like a Spotify platform, where you go in there to learn about art and mm-hmm. to be connected to artists and events, like a real art advisor. Like the story I always tell is like I'm obsessed with Andrew Warhol, I'm obsessed with like the great artists like Basquiat. Like, who who the were they before they become rich and famous? Or, like, Vincent Van Gogh is a story I always say. This was but a like former uh, Madonna boyfriend, right? Basquiat? Yeah. But yeah. Basquiat studied, studied under Andy Warhol, sort of. And so, like, Andy nice. Warhol is a story I say a lot because there's a lot of references and research. And so, in the 70s, um, an Andy Warhol piece was about $25,000 in today's dollars. And now one of his pieces sold this summer for $195 million. Wow. (laughs) And the story I always like to say is like going to see, like to buy an Andy Warhol original was, had to be one of the most amazing experiences in your life because he had this place called the factory where like all the best supermodels in the sixties and seventies hung out there. It was mm-hmm. always at Studio 54. It was like this coolest gay guy you've ever met. And then mm-hmm. beautiful women all surround him, handsome men. Right. And to like hang out in the factory and like the types of people who would go to the factory and buy it because it was $25,000, like into these dollars. They were like middle class men um, working a nine to five, just borrowing the coolness of Andrew Warhol. And so like, to me, it feels like to be in the 70s and buy Andy Warhol, it's like 
you go to the factory and that's an experience in itself that's worth 25,000 to mm-hmm. leave with memorabilia yeah. that ends up being 195 million that's amazing and so like ridiculous typically, typically an art advisor would be the only one to connect you with these kind of things and so like that's what we're trying to um bridge is like providing an ai based art advisor to everyone and we haven't actually launched the payment portion yet but that should be launched probably by the time this podcast is released um and it will be well original the first price will be around like five ten dollars a year so if you're one of the first a thousand people who buy it at five or ten dollars a year we're gonna keep you at that price forever and you're, you're just going to be known as our loyalist supporters and the best people in the world who believed in us wow. when we were tiny. But then we're going to raise the price to $10 a month um, once we add in extra features. So it, it is a massive steal to get it for like the, the $10 a year price, I guess. But it's, um, but then, you know, but at the $10 a month price is like not even that much. <laughs> yeah. That's you actually know, we, we, amazing. Yeah. Because look, I spend ten dollars a month on Hulu. Uh I go actually I got the Disney Plus bundle and Netflix. Um I could I could definitely see somebody that's so into art spending ten dollars a month getting access to art, especially pieces that could be worth like thousands or millions of dollars down the line, like in, in, in like uh say 20 years or something like that, you you're in a rock and a hard place and and you're like, damn, but I need the extra cash or something. And you find out this piece that you have, even though if you don't want to part with it, so like it's like worth all this money and it can help you. It's like an, an investment, it really is. That's really dope. That's why you don't understand how excited I was when I heard about you because I was like you're really like <laughs> like getting access for working people to be able to have art and stuff like that like art i live in new haven i've seen the galleries i've drunk wine with the bougie people and all that stuff sat in front of pieces that were worth thousands of dollars this is pre-covid with my crazy behind just all trying to be bingo and be friends with people and i know without shadow of doubt there's only two places in New Haven I could think of, which was three sheets that actually sold art for like $50 pieces, $100 pieces. Um, the most I ever saw was like a $200 piece. Um, but everywhere else, $5,000 pieces, $10,000 pieces. It's ridiculous. It's discouraging. So this is like, this is revolutionary. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> No, I'm just gonna. I'll repeat what I just said. I said I live in New Haven, <laughs> <laughs> so I have seen it all with the wine drinking and and going to uh, these places where there's five thousand dollar pieces, ten ten thousand dollar pieces, and there's only like two spots in New Haven compared to all those places where you'll find two hundred dollar, fifty dollar, uh, one hundred dollar pieces. I did a uh, LGBTQ uh, open mic and art gallery, and we had. Uh, pieces there that were like $10, $50, $100. But that's very rare to see in New Haven, especially when Yale is right 
like Yale runs the city. So you'll always see an art that's like worth so much more. So it's a great investment for a working person. This is revolutionary for a working person to be able to have access. So <laughs> uh, that's what I think it will be. So and and then the it's it's entirely free. Like it's a it's like Spotify where you don't you don't have to choose. And mm-hmm. I'm trying we're trying to like where you would don't you'd be able to like follow and chart I think three pieces for free. And then if it mm-hmm. was um if you had more than three, you would pay ten dollars a month. And we're trying to mm. keep out ads too, because who wants ads? So <laughs> Yeah, um, no one's in the business of ads anymore, really. <laughs> yeah. So we just want it to be uh, be like a personal experience and um, hope that we can make enough and also we just wanna revolutionize the art market because like yeah. um the other thing is is like art workers make too little money. Um, and by right. bringing technology and becoming the technological infrastructure, I'm hopeful that we have a system that will raise the wages of all workers because, you know, these typical museums and galleries will be competing with hopefully us, the big tech giant of the art world, who will be, you know, paying fair wages and good wages because it's led by a black woman and black women don't work like that. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome. Um, I love how you mentioned of just how much artists get paid. That's one thing that we talk about twenty four seven on this podcast, especially on the musician side. I'm a mu- I'm a musician, so we talk about that all the time. Of just what they go through. Um, just talking about Spotify alone, people get um, penny like a percent of a penny um, off of plays. Um, I was in a band that. We had over five. We we are still counting over five hundred thousand plays, and probably higher than that now. And the money that we get out of that um, is is. I mean, there's so much about the industry, especially with record labels and all that stuff. So artists, um, just that that create amazing art, they definitely struggle as well. So I can see that. Um, I only I, I know only a few, and I see the hardship they go through. So it's definitely important that they get a chance to have an outlet. Um, that's so that's so true. <laughs> to be able to get get better uh, income or um, in exposure because it's an app so that means anybody can see it (laughs) and it's definitely like leadership I feel like like you have to have leadership that cares about not not only the staff staff of the company but the system itself and so like so often you don't see that like you know these people Mm -hmm. own these huge companies and they could really change the way the world works but they are so singularly minded onto their you know their revenue and not like thinking about like let's revolutionize everything like let's right. rethink everything so that and let's challenge ourselves you know like let's say to ourselves like how can we do better and like how can we hold ourselves more accountable but not a lot of people think like that no not really um which is so dope that people like you are thinking like that because I think that's the future, um, especially looking at inflation and everything that's going on right now. Um, people are going to need more outlets. Like you said, you literally like thought about this when Trump was elected and you were very depressed about that and you want to do something and you found something <laughs> to <laughs> occupy you from de- for dealing with that orange monster. That is, I, I totally resonate with that. Um, 
I want to talk about real quick, just a side segue. You said that you were into politics. Were you, uh, were you like on the city council? Were you part of the Democratic Party or? Um, I was working at a nonprofit, I believe, in 2016. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like a political, I mean, no nonprofits are supposed to be political, but they really were. Yeah, so. they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was. It was difficult, so I don't know. <laughs> I, now I don't now like. I mean, I care about politics, but at the same time, right. it's so it feels so different, and I feel so free and removed from it. Right. But, you found um, a new love. But one t- like the one thing that I did um, post. So I was like trying to make the company work for a while before we got some funding, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I would accept a political contract. And one of the ones that was like really fun for me was, um, I, I don't know why I got into this. I told somebody, oh yeah, I don't remember why. Someone gave me like some money to make do this new political thing where um, I had a lot of friends who were sex workers, and mm. I didn't realize like the discrimination they felt. And there was mm. like this one candidate that I worked with who was a sex uh, a sex worker previously was a sex worker and um i actually found out about her because somebody was smearing her like somebody i worked with was smearing her just because she was a sex worker and i was like that's not right you know she was a sex worker like 10 years ago so what you know like she can still she still has a free thinking mind and right she is still a a woman a human being a person and then when i started thinking about it like with the rise of OnlyFans and all this stuff, there's going to be, like, many women like her in the future. Huge rise. Yeah. And so if we don't, like, you know, eradicate the stigma now, you know, in the, like, I'm really into, like, women running for office. If we don't eradicate the stigma now, it's going to be really hard to find women to run 20 years from now. So I got, like, a political contract to, like, try to advocate for um, sex workers in politics and, and working more on that for a little bit while I was trying to make this company work. So that was really, um, that was really fun for me to be able to talk about that. So that's actually really, really powerful. Um, uh, just a segue on that. A lot of people don't know how big of a movement that is just for sex workers. They, they actually got unionized in Europe sex workers i just want people to know that like that's how big i know there's of a, a deal this is <laughs> there's a, a union here in the united states adult performing artist guild that i was i'm still friends with the former vice president um oh, wow that's dope she's now former so um and i do know the president but i'm i'm closer to the vice former vice president I definitely admire your your advocacy, um, and 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 it definitely has to be tough conversations that you have with people that question you about stuff like this. But I admire your advocacy, and that's dope. So screw them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so are you are you looking at a certain demographic? Because I know that you're very huge, which are, this, this is dope on, on women empowerment and also uh, black women empowerment, especially. Um, are you looking 
to uh, make sure that a lot of uh, black women art is prioritized within the app or in uh, my other minorities, uh, LGBTQ? I mean, I definitely care, but what's our big thing is that if you, whatever your preferences are, are you should be able to see them on the app. Um, mm-hmm. And so we don't have, we're not, we're not big on pushing anyone in particular, but we're hoping that just by, in general, like most museums, don't quote me on the statistic, but um, mm-hmm. 70% of the stuff in museums is white men. Um, so we're hopeful that this kind of data mm-hmm. will showcase that like, maybe that's not appropriate. And so that's what, that's what we're trying to do with the app is like, one of the things that I found was difficult for me as a burgeoning collector was that you go to a gallery and it's just um, like the way the gallery owner usually chooses to work is they already have like one or two buyers that are like just probably they're just already super rich people who buy most of their stuff. And so they're sort of building their gallery in mind of the buyers that they already have. They're not building their galleries in mind of their community. And so with this data led app with your ratings, we can go to the gallery owners and say, hey, you know, the stuff that you're picking out for white older men um, is not the only stuff that you need, you can pick out. Like you might be able to make right. more money by showcasing this. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the data is that diversity wins. But at the end of the day, we, we're not trying to uh, push any, um, we don't have an agenda on what your tastes are. So, mm. I mean, but at the same time, like, it's, uh, we are the, the company. So like we advertise diversity, you know, we, we push diversity. We'll have diverse events. We'll, we love diversity, but we're not going to force diversity on our users. Um, so, mm. uh, and where are you based at? We're now based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the Ooh. home of the race riots. And so Interesting. <laughs> home yeah. of the Black Wall Street massacre. So it's been right. Very, it's been very special to us as a company, I think, because uh-huh. um, the leaders of Tulsa they just had the you know the hundred year anniversary last year, and the yeah. community has really come together to support Black and Brown founders, and we're one of the companies that they've supported and given us the funds to get to a new and you know we're we now have more downloads than 60 percent of all apps on google play so we're at new heights because of tulsa and what the community has come together just to help us with that's that's powerful um i didn't know that you were based in tulsa oklahoma that's powerful um, and I'm so happy that there's such a big uh, community there um, for black people, especially um, because that's, you know, that's rough. And just get just getting opportunity to like empower and with this black business and and also um, showing that th- like you have a great knowledge on what you want to do and what you want to um, accomplish with the with these goals and how it could be community or oriented it's a lot of people a lot of people do not think that way you know especially in the art world it's 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 really it's very tough so um 
I this is I hope I, I hope there's more Ebonics in the future. Honestly, that that's like revolutionizing art like this because that's this is really dope. Like everyone should know about this. Honestly, um, uh, yeah, it's really dope. <laughs> Yeah, we just have to support each other. One of the right. things I did was um, I helped support the startup bus, Black Entrepreneurs. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think we just, you know, went and then support and challenge each other. So I don't want there to be another Abanique. I want there to be, like, a Jabari. You know, like, I want, I want to support other <laughs> Black people and, like, you know, get them to the highest heights because I feel like just having more diverse leadership challenges ourselves to, you know, think differently. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and more voices are out there, the more, the more that we can't be ignored. And this is the perfect time because it's 22 and everybody is like, since Black Panther, everyone has been trying very hard to just like be like, very uh trying to open more understanding and just gotta keep it keep it going this momentum going and i was wary at first with just the hashtags because i just felt like we're just hashtaggers and i'm like, what else are you doing <laughs> what else are you doing um because when you grow up in the streets we need opportunity and we need to find opportunity. And I think that there's more options now for opportunity. Uh, this is a huge opportunity for some kid that's an artist that growing up on welfare or in not having the best uh, school environment or um, community environment. And their only escape is art. I knew so many kids that were so great at drawing in high school. And I always wonder where they're at right now. I really do. I know a few of them that are doing extremely well on Instagram. Like they just took Instagram platform by storm. Um, but I, it's literally one of those outlets that can save kids and, and give them opportunities. <laughs> Completely agree. And it's, and a bit in the Aussie was the other thing, like, which was interesting about our research was that um, a lot of artists don't know how to price their things. And they wouldn't know how to get their items to the people who can buy it at that price range. And so, right. like, that's what we're trying to do for the second iteration of our app is, like, give that information to artists. Like, hey, you know, if, if they're selling it at 25000 maybe we might say to them, you know, only 5% of the people who like your art um, are buying it at 25000 So... Or, or can't have 25000 If you sold it at 5000 you'd have, you know, you might make more money. And so we give them, like, this kind of data. And then by joining our platform, they'll also have access to the, instead of having to advertise themselves, we advertise them. And so that's what we're trying to do is, like, just create something so that more people have opportunities. And we have, like, even bigger plans if we continue to be as successful as we have been doing if we get to the spotify point i hope no one is telling us that i can't believe they're only giving us pennies i i want us to feel i want you know we're always going to be challenging ourselves to like give more to the community and the art community Mm. and do more for the art community yeah that's that's really dope that's really dope um this is 
this is better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was like, wow, we're going to learn about art. And then, like, you came in and just was like, no, we're go- we're not just learning about art. We're going to teach these artists how to how to budget and how to be a part of the scene as in getting the right your art to the right people and all these things. We're going to teach them how to grow as an artist. Like, that's <laughs> it's dope. You know what I mean? It's really dope. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, we're going to build community. Like, I love shit like that. I get I get freaking excited about shit like that. <laughs> so where could people so people could find the app on all app stores? Um, it should be by the time this is released. It oh, should got be you. All app, app stores. We mm-hmm. it is available. It is available for Apple um, or in budgetcollector.org. Uh, mm-hmm. In test flight right right now, but by the time it's public. By this time, as it's published, it will be available on the App Store, and you would just look up AI Art Advisor, um, okay. and we'd probably be on the top, hopefully on Apple when you look that up. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna make sure I put that information in the link uh, below, um, so people can uh, check it out. Um, I, thank you so much for coming on, um, in 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 sharing. Um, what what you guys are doing because it's really really great your sister is the shit for this like being able to help you out on that like a lot of people spend so much money on app building you know they some people go bankrupt over apps and the fact that you have a family member that is willing to to help you out that's just a blessing within itself like (laughs) such a blessing yeah and i guess that's why i'm big on like helping other people because you know, I helped her before, so, like, I feel like if you help people without thinking, like, what you're going to get from it, right. you're probably going to get something really big, much bigger than you expected when you, mm-hmm. with your initial help, so if I was going to leave on some parting advice, it's, like, <laughs> help someone with no regard for yourself and do that often, and that will probably come back in ten, ten times. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We'd love to have you back on down the line when your app is is up and running and everything. Um definitely like to have you come back and I love what you're doing and really, really wish you goddamn best with all of this because it's definitely gonna change things. Thanks. And the app is up and running, thousand downloads in the Google store. So awesome. please, please download it. Um, and can you email me the link so I can make sure I have it? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And um, for everyone that's listening, thank you so much for, for uh, taking the time to listen to us. Um, and please check out Ebonique's work um, because this is, this is something that I think it's going to be very, very big and it's different and it's for the working people. <laughs> so we hardly get stuff. You know, they got the IRS in it, 80,000 agents to make sure our money is the way they want it. Like, <laughs> so as this is, this is dope. Um, so thank you everybody and have a very, very nice day. And thank you so much, Ebonique for coming on. And I hope you have a good day too. Period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. 
I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? I appreciate what you do because I do believe that the work that you're doing and so folks watching and listening, please support Jamar, you know, because he and others like him are the linkage that allows all those parts of the parts of the body to communicate with each other, to interact with each other, to, to link with one another. Without this communication piece, we're just all doing our things separately. And so right. please support this platform, other platforms, uh, other people like Jamar who are doing this work, because that's what we need to move this movement forward, grow it, build it, and eventually win. <laughs>